Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we are your Buffy, Buffy Gays. Welcome to our Meet the Hosts episode of Buffy Gays. Uh, so listen here first if uh, you just want to learn a little bit about us or learn about the podcast if you're just not sure what to expect about it. So in our episode today, we're going to introduce you to ourselves a bit and we're going to talk about us individually and uh, how we know each other and our relationship with each other. And in the second half of the episode, we'll also be discussing the series as a whole and uh, our broader thoughts, such as favorite characters and moments that we can't wait to talk about on the pod. So if you're a first-time watcher of the show and you don't want spoilers, we'll make sure to give you plenty of warning for when to pause this and move on to the first two episodes. Uh, I plan to do the uh, Kevin Malone morning from The Office. Yes. Warning! 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 <laughs> yes, we will give you a very overt spoiler warning when the time comes. So Kyle, why don't you go ahead and walk us through what, what is this podcast? What's it about? Of course, Zach, I'd be happy to. <laughs> so uh, this podcast is, of course, about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, it's a TV show we both really enjoy, and we'll talk about our relationships with it. And uh, we're just going to, each week, uh, we're going to be your two random guys who are recapping uh, each episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, we're going to have a detailed discussion of it. We will give you some trivia about each episode, courtesy of Zach, nerding out and doing all kinds of research. Uh, we're also going to decide which moments of each episode are the gayest in our eyes, despite the fact that it's not really an overtly gay show. We gay people like to make things about ourselves. And uh, we're going to also give each episode a rating from one to ten stakes and uh, figure out who we thought was the MVP of each episode. Mm -hmm. And we're, of course, using our uh, gay cards as our license to analyze the show. Yes, exactly. We are gay, so we can do whatever we want. And we like Buffy, which, you know, crazily enough where the name came from what <laughs> a couple other segments that we haven't talked about yet is uh, the in memoriam where we will toast characters that uh have left the show and for the great beyond yes our first in memoriam in episode two is already uh, very very reverent of our characters we lost mm -hmm. so someone dies someone dies <laughs> <laughs> uh we uh, of course won't tell you because we're not about spoilers here absolutely uh, i mean i guess that's kind of whatever, but, you know, it's whatever i mean if you I don't, don't think people are gonna die in this supernatural series you are silly yeah just a just a warning in case you weren't expecting it people die a lot in this mm -hmm. tv show people and creatures people and creatures and uh demons perhaps mm. who knows so now, just a little bit about ourselves and our relationship with the show. Let's start with you, Zach. Okay, so um, I grew up in the rural south. I come from a town that's in the northeast corner of Arkansas, and I was your uh, closeted fat gay kid in high school, <laughs> and uh, you know had all the trials and tribulations associated with that um also some fun times of course i came out in college on accident through facebook because 
That was back <laughs> in the days when uh, Facebook had the uh, – you had to have a college email to have a Facebook account. Uh-huh. And uh, I – changed my status from uh, interested in women to interested in men oh. and i did not realize that <laughs> it, it was gonna blast that change oh, to dear. everyone that i knew i remember those days i mean luckily of course again you had to have a college email so it was really only people that i was going to college with that got the the announcement <laughs> and so like i just remember showing up the first day of uh, marching band in college and uh my friends from high school who also went to school there, like they had graduated before me, kind of coming up to me and be like, huh, so uh, interested in men, huh? And Which I was is, like, That sounds what? very aggressive. And, no, it was not. What? No. Uh, they're like good friends. Yeah, like oh, okay. really close friends. And I, I actually, they talked to me about it like when we were kind of alone. Uh, and obviously, oh, okay, like, okay. They, weren't, they didn't actually walk up to me, and that was the first thing they said to me. And I uh, went to college for music education and that is where i was introduced to the show actually oh yeah and uh i had a good friend who was a really big fan of it his name is john and my roommate at the time Jarrett, and i were like let's watch buffy together and i really didn't i was kind of put off by the bumpy faces a little bit and in fact my friend Jarrett noped out and i know the bumpy <laughs> faces were a little bit a part of that noping out situation yes, for him. Yes, those bumpy faces are a hurdle for a lot of folks. And uh, But I fell in love with the writing of the show. And so it really kind of, you know, helped me through a lot of, t you know, tough times in college. Uh, after college, I graduated, became a music educator, and taught for close to 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, just recently, this past December, I decided that I have... I want to move on to something else. Yes. So I got out of the teaching profession and I was, I'm kind of at a loss right now trying to search for jobs and stuff. And Kyle came in with this idea of doing the podcast and it's really helped me deal with one, having something to do besides just searching for jobs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which I really appreciate. But it's also given me this chance to kind of really uh, create, which is something that I felt has been really kind of stifled because mm -hmm. for a long time I was not happy as a teacher. Yes. And so uh, this is a big part of me branching out into something new. Yes. And uh, I'm absolutely thrilled to be talking about one of my favorite shows. Yes, me too. Kyle, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course, Zach. I'd be happy to. <laughs> so... My name is Kyle Jones. I was also a gay kid in the rural South, uh, pretty much on the other side of the state from where Zach was. And I also was an educator for a few years, not quite as long as Zach was. And I also, like many teachers, have recently made the decision to leave the profession and uh, move on into something else. So uh, I'm a former teacher, is now one of my descriptors. <laughs> I'm also a musician, of course. I have that training from my music education training as well. I'm a flutist. Mm -hmm. I play euphonium. Uh -huh. And I also uh, in quite enjoy singing as well. Those are things, of course, I don't do professionally. Just uh, loudly around the apartment. Yes, <laughs> I do enjoy them, but... Uh, <laughs> Which is fun to listen to. I enjoy, the, enjoy doing them on my own time, uh, and I do have some training in them, but uh, they're just hobbies. Uh, and also, I really enjoy video games and all sorts of entertainment media as well as the gays are wont to do. <laughs> so that's sort of my whole deal. 
I was introduced to this show in middle school. I know I had a friend who really enjoyed it. I cannot remember if I made the decision on my own to watch it or if it was a suggestion. I watched it for the first time when it was on Logo TV, uh, which it was, I believe, put on Logo TV at the same time as the shows Queer as Folk and The L Word, which are Mm -hmm. both very overtly queer shows (laughs) and some of the first of their kind that were like really kind of unapologetically gay. And I think it uh, is no mistake that Buffy was put on there along with them. And do you think in your mind that, like, was a signal to you, like, oh, this is also a gay thing? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And it helps that I started uh, in a time in the show where uh, they weren't, like, shy about having actual queer characters, Mm -hmm. which we can't talk too much about right now because no spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) As he keeps alluding to things that happen down the line. I mean, badooch. Ba-doom-tsh. So uh, <laughs> that that is part of the reason I have this sort of relationship with my queerness and this show. And I started watching it. I started in season six and uh, it, I sort of jumped around in it. Season six was the one I saw the most of for the longest time. And eventually I saw the rest of it while I was in school, pretty much. There are probably a few episodes here and there I haven't seen. And this will be my first time watching this chronologically all the way through, and definitely my first time seeing it weekly. I think it's going to be really fun experiencing it again with you, who is a, you've seen it, but you're kind of getting that, this is really kind of your first big rewatch. Yeah, I jumped in on a rewatch you did around season four recently, Mm -hmm. but I still didn't see very much of those first few seasons. I have watched this show... In excess of 10 times. I am not entirely sure what the number is because I stopped counting after 10 and I I haven't done like complete full rewatches. I've also like started it and then kind of gotten sidetracked. Uh, I have a very big tendency to be uh, distracted. by yeah. And so I have seen it definitely all the way through at least 10 times. And it makes up kind of a really big part of my humor and the way I look at the world and the way I kind of analyze shows and dialogue in shows because Uh the dialogue in the show is so strong. And of course, um, I don't want to speak for all gays, but I am in that gay group that is very large that like my personality (laughs) is largely built around references to various pop culture things, be it movies, TV shows, books, uh, video games. So Uh, I'm constantly just spouting off random movie and TV quotes to myself, either that have something to do with the situation or my brain just gave me as a random little gift. Just pops out. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just a bit about us individually and our relationships with the show as a whole. So just a little bit about us together, about our relationship with each other. Uh, We are involved in a tumultuous uh, (laughs) romantic relationship with one another. Um, In other words, we are a couple and we live together. Yes, (laughs) we have known each other for some time and uh, we are a unique situation in that we are able to record in the same room because we have lived together for a couple of years now. So that's nice. Handy in the times of COVIDina, of course. So just to get out in front of the inevitable two gay men talking to each other uh, the question that they will inevitably be asked. Yes, we are, we are boyfriends. Oh, I was going to say both tops. 
Oh, yeah. We no, are both tops. <laughs> Don't ask us about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's any of your business. <laughs> anyway, I we didn't think know. we're funny. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you were going uh, to bring all that into it. <laughs> Anyway, so Zach really wants to get into our personal lives. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, and one of the one of the reasons I was so comfortable asking Zach to do this podcast with me is because uh, we really uh, we watch things together all the time. Like I know a lot of couples have these shows that they watch together, but really, pretty much everything we end up watching together becomes uh, something we both end up watching and. We talk about these things, and we usually really enjoy them mutually, and, you know, it's just really fun. We've watched all sorts of things together, and even in, like, the early days of our relationships, that was just sort of the way that we kind of bonded with each other about a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of very similar tastes. Yes, I agree, especially in uh, entertain entertainment media, oh, yeah. at, at least as far as... Uh, like tv and movies not we it, when when you get into video games it's, it's a quite different <laughs> oh yeah totally different story there but yeah i um <laughs> i i just really like introducing people to new things like tv shows and movies and uh, that's definitely been a big part of our relationship yes. like i think I was the first one to show you the birdcage. Yes, and uh, you got me to watch Six Feet Under, but oh, I also yeah. got you to watch Steven Universe. You did, you did. Yeah, we've we have exchanged shows, which is uh, a very mostly deep part it's of Zach, uh, Zach imparting them onto me. But <laughs> I have yeah. I have given him one or two. And you showed me uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yes, my favorite Christmas classic. movie will never be unseated. <laughs> Grandpa's gonna suit the pants off the Santa. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh if anyone listens to this who has seen grandma got run over the, by a reindeer and loves it as much as i do you please tell me i am the only person i know in person that loves it as much as i do <laughs> all right so anyway that's about us by ourselves and together a little bit before we start talking about the series no spoilers yet but we're going to just give a little disclaimer about mr joss whedon bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So we both understand, we know all the things that people are have been sort of coming out with about him for the past couple of decades and how he's kind of an asshole and kind of abusive with the people he works with. Yeah, I mean, basically we understand that he's a dick. And, yes. Uh, we, must, we just want to say we support all the actors and the other professionals who are calling out that dickery. Uh, and... Uh, we are kind of separating where we're talking about our love from the show, not our love or fandom of Joss Whedon. Yeah, so we're going to try not to be too complimentary of him. And if we ever do, it's just going to be in relation to, you know, the things he's contributed to this series. But we also want to make sure we use this as an opportunity to highlight the work of everyone else who worked on this show, yeah, like particularly the cast and some of the other writers. And well, there yeah, are, it was a huge kind of group working yeah, on this. And there, there were several there were, directors, several writers on the writing team i mean joss whedon is kind of create or credited with the most writing credits but like there was a a team of like close to 10 people i think that were like hardcore working on the show for most of the time and something that's not always guaranteed there were like a good amount of women 
who were working on the show and doing mm-hmm. these things. So we're going to make sure and lift them them up uh, at more at more so than Joss Whedon himself. And we're not gonna praise him himself too much. And also, I know that he just came out with some kind of interview trying to defend himself that just made him look like more of a dick yeah, that I, uh, I haven't seen yet. I haven't looked into it yet either, but I, I have heard already the rumblings. Yeah, so we're we're that's that's all we're gonna say about Joss Whedon. Really, we're not gonna bring him up too much. Mm-hmm. So uh, moving along, yes. Uh, now, if you have not watched the entire series, this is probably the point where you might want to just kind of like check out and go listen to the first episode or whichever episodes coincide with what you've already watched. Because here on out, we're going to be discussing the series as a whole. We're going to talk about some of our favorite characters and arcs and things like that. Uh, so this segment's more geared towards people who have already seen it. Um, and uh, this is your warning. Beyond here, be spoilers. Yes, this is your overt spoiler warning. Get warning. out if warning. you don't want spoilers. Warning. Yes. <laughs> Get out <laughs> if you don't want spoilers for all the way up into probably the seventh season of the show. Mm-hmm. Wow, S- telling them there's seven seasons. Jeez, we said we wouldn't spoil anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so just like a broader examination of the series, just sort of how it fits in with the historical context and stuff. First of all, this show was kind of, it wasn't the only one, obviously, in the 90s and early 2000s, although I can't probably come up with any examples, but I assume it's not the only one that was kind of from a sort of feminist perspective, which is ironic given Mm -hmm. some of uh, the things Joss Whedon has said to some people in the cast. Mm -hmm. So Joss Whedon was sort of like the original feminist, like director and screenwriter and stuff. Like he made it his whole thing really in a lot of the series and stuff he did. I don't know about calling him the original. I don't mean it as like, I don't mean it as like he was the first one to do these sorts of things, but he, that was really the original he, concept he brought to TV. Yeah. And was really the thing. Like it was like, he was, this is my perspective. I make stories with women. And, well, and I think too, if you kind of bring the focus in deeper, like he's doing it in the genre of horror, yes, which is a genre that is like notoriously mistreats women. Exactly. And, uh, he, he purposely created Buffy to be that kind of archetype of like the girl who dies first all the time. And to make that, to give that girl who always gets killed at the beginning of the movie, a chance to fight back. Yeah. So that's the whole concept that this show sort of came up from. And obviously uh, we're going to talk about this a lot in the podcast, but you know, some of the ways that they portray that and go about it are not like ways that we would do that today. They're sort of mm-hmm. a little bit outdated. It's sort of just this 90s, early aughts feminism thing, which we have progressed a little bit from. Mm-hmm. Well, and even beyond like the feminist perspective, the thing that he does that's really great in the show, or the thing that the show does that's really great is really grounds uh, a lot of the story in real life issues and it's yes. kind of like taking these things that uh you know teenagers experience and young adults experience growing up and spinning them into like these monster metaphors and yes. uh, that it's so so good like, and watching them back some of them will probably seem a little bit ham-fisted and stuff just mm-hmm. because it's the late 90s and that things haven't been explored in the same way as this in the late 90s at right. least not as much as they have 
30 years later. Which, like, I know, I remember reading something about how, like, there's that episode later with Jonathan where he's, like, up in the, in, like, a tower in the school somewhere and he's got a gun. Oh, yeah. And uh, that episode, I think, was actually scheduled to air at a certain point and then Columbine happened and so they had to change it because it was going to air, like, right after that. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's interesting that he was kind of already addressing in a way, like, he was at least touching on the kind of idea of school shootings and stuff like that before that whole mentality, before school shootings became, like, a weekly fucking occurrence, which is, or daily even sometimes. Yeah. Which is super obnoxious. But, I like, uh, that that is a pretty trailblazing thing to have been talking about that already at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, a lot of these things are kind of new for their time and not as new now, and we'll be discussing mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Also, something that makes this really dated is how white it is pretty much through the entire series. Yeah. All of the main characters are white people. We are white yeah. people ourselves, and so uh, I sort of take it upon myself to make sure I'm calling that out. And, Especially uh, in California. Like, yeah. I... That. I mean, you like a little bit of the background extras are somewhat diverse, but uh-huh. even that is still quite Caucasian. We're about to record an episode, an episode for episode three, and literally, there's a. I think well, I'll talk about it this then, but literally, one of the only people of color on screen has their mouth like sewn shut by a witch and they can't speak (laughs) and in the second episode the black guy is the first to be killed by vampires yeah it's there's a lot of kind of things that in the series that are obviously just don't hold up because i mean it's a series that happened like over Giles 20 years has, ago. Uh, like a woman friend who's a person of color for like mm-hmm. two episodes in season four, I think. And then she just kind of like disappears and you never really see yep. her again. <laughs> um, I guess they tried. Yeah. I mean, and one of the things that I'm uh, kind of dreading a little bit is that Thanksgiving episode. Oh, no. Which, yeah. I forgot the there was a Thanksgiving episode. The one with, like, the Native American Well, there's spirit. a whole I mean, episode it, called Inca Mummy Girl. Yeah. So. I mean, at least, I feel like with the Thanksgiving episode, while there are a lot of things in it that are going to be very, like, oh, I think that's, in some ways, the point of that episode. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I, I we'll see I'm interested to there. see how we talk about that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So just those are just some examples of how dated this is and how we're going to talk about them. We're going to do our best to call those things out when they happen, just to sort of examine how media was with these things at this time. So and also so getting on into the future of the series a little bit, uh, it was groundbreaking in some other ways as well. Mm -hmm. I believe this was the first or one of the first TV shows to have a same sex female kiss on screen. Yeah. And I think that's that's really huge, especially when you consider that it's kind of geared towards like teens. Yeah, exactly. Young adults like. That was a huge deal. Particularly, like, if you're imagining someone who was Buffy's age watching this show and growing up with the show, that's not insignificant. Well, and I think I could be just remembering this with, like, rose-colored glasses, but I have seen this series several times. And I think there are a lot of things that they do really well with Willow and Tara's relationship. I mean, uh, there are a few things that are kind of like, but, like, 
for the most part, it's very like it's it's a thing, but it's not a thing. Like they get together, and there's not like a whole. I mean, there's the whole episode where kind of people find out about it, but everyone's reaction is just very like, oh, okay, this is a thing. Cool, awesome, great. Yeah. And like Buffy does that thing where like she's like the friend who is like, I really like love you and want you to really know that I'm supportive. So she gets very like, yes. yeah, it's great, it's fucking awesome, it's great, great, totally great, totally <laughs> awesome. And I think that's really cute because it's it's realistic. I mean, uh-huh. that's how some people's experiences are. And I think Willow herself is like, it's very surprising how just sort of grounded in her character and non stereotypical like her rep their representation of her is. The only thing I can think of that can be seen as as like a stereotype with Willow is that she's a witch and witchy people are oh. more likely in our eyes to be queer. I was going to say that her love interest gets killed off. Yeah, well, well I was going <laughs> to I was going to talk about that in a second. That's kind of the whole thing like I don't know. Gays, but that's not like, like a stereotype about lesbians. It's just a No, no it's a stereotype really about gay or LGBT characters that like yeah. They experience violence or get killed or whatever. I mean, yeah. So that's one thing that's not great that we'll talk about in depth when they get there yeah, in I mean, like two years. And it's not like she didn't get killed like for being gay. She got killed just as kind of like collateral damage. So, but it was the gay character who had to be the collateral damage. And uh, yeah, I'll just wait and talk about that when we. Yeah. Get there. Never mind. Yeah, was, we'll have a lot gonna, to say about. Oh, yeah. and also about how. Could, should Willow have been bisexual instead? Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. get there in season four. I can't wait until we get to Hush. That'll be so... I am so excited for oh, that episode. One of my favorite things going back is when they have the Vampire Willow episode. Oh, yes. And there's that foreshadowing where, yeah, where she's kind of... I think I'm kind of gay. And then uh, they're like, well, a vampire isn't you. It's a completely different person. And Angel kind of has that line like, well, actually... And then he just stops. It's so <laughs> yes. funny. And it I is the that. season before she discovers her sexuality. So Yeah. I Oh, man. Such such good... Like, there's so many little nuggets as you watch. Like, especially have, like watching for a second or in my case like a 20th time i've watched it so many times i don't know i don't even i lost count but uh going back and seeing how much is set up and uh really like the path is paid for a lot of stuff and then we'll also obviously have some stuff to say about season six and buffy's relationship with spike (laughs) a lot of people seem to like spike a lot more than i do we'll talk about it yeah the the is it spuffy 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, spuffy stands uh you are valid but i'm gonna talk i i am not a spuff i am i don't ship buffy with any of her major love interests i think buffy gets a short end of the stick there and i think it's unfair Spoiler alert. But yeah. Uh, we I, literally, this is the spoiler section of this I episode. Know. No, I'm, I, it was a, oh, <laughs> oh God, Mr. Jones. I guess those are spoilers for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of spoilers for the podcast, we are probably going to bash Xander quite a bit because he. Oh, yes. It's just like that kind of 90, especially in the beginning. He gets better, but he starts out as that kind of like 90s caricature of like a horny high school boy and oh like yeah we're gonna have a xander horny counter his whole personality is basically like just being a complete like horn dog and like even like he's kind of gross like yeah a, a little bit i mean but i again you know growing up around uh, as a a boy and growing up and or and being a teacher and seeing high school 
kids for years. I mean, honestly, it's not a crazy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to sort of juxtapose the sort of the truth of it with the blatant misogyny and stuff of it. So right. that'll be fun. That's something that's not far in the future. That's something we'll start talking about at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to call it. I had this idea before I started listening to Prophecy Girls, which mm-hmm. is another Buffy podcast you should listen to. Yeah, they're uh, great. They're great. Uh, I wanted to call it Xander Slander before I ever listened to them. <laughs> and they have a whole thing. Like, they have, they've made, like, pins or something, I think. <laughs> no, no, they haven't made pins. But they have, like, a custom emoji for their Discord channel that oh, nice. is a Xander Slander emoji. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I wanted to do Xander Slander. Oh, man. We'll, we'll, ju- we'll just tell Xander own. to shut up a bunch. Yeah, we'll have to come up with some uh, other kind of spin or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway... Th- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I want to be clear, too, like, especially, like, the first, my early watches of the series, I really, I thought Xander was, like, really hot, and I was, like, really into him, and I thought he was cute, and, like, in a lot of ways related to him, in, uh, like, his whole pursuit of someone who is not interested in you, and, uh, you know, I know that I definitely had tons of crushes on straight guys when I was in uh, high school and college. And I mean, it's, it's something that can be really hard, like, or it was for me anyway, to kind of deal with like, this just will not happen. And especially like, when you kind of take into account, like how kind of really fluid sexuality can be Mm -hmm. as a teenager and like in college and stuff. And so uh, there's a lot of kind of confusion around that time that I definitely went through and had a lot of issues that I had to work on uh, that that make me relate to Xander and also probably be even more embarrassed by him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Xander, at least there are like hundreds of people around him who could return his affections. That's so. true. <laughs> All right. So that's just like a bigger, broader examination of the series and some of those things. Now, a couple more specific things. Zach, who is your favorite character? Uh, well, if you couldn't tell from pretty much how, how I talked about mainly her, it's Willow. Uh, <laughs> Willow is hands down my favorite character. I mean, I'm always going to be drawn to strong women, like, in any show, usually. Of course. Like, that's we were the, gay kids. Yeah, I mean, that's... I graduate... I, or I, uh... Gravitate. I, gravitate, thank you. <laughs> I graduate. I gravitate towards, uh, like, the strong woman archetype. And I love, though, that Willow has, like, kind of this quiet strength for a lot of the series. Um, so, Because she's always very, like, brave, but she's also, she's, like, very aware of her limitations. Yes, uh, I agree. And uh, I, I just, uh, I really respect her, and I relate to how she is, because I was that same kind of, like, quiet, nerdy kid who just kind of, like, tried to stay out of the spotlight except for like when i was with my really close friends Mm -hmm. and so uh i i definitely relate to that plus literally anything witchy is (laughs) gonna pull me in yeah you were a witch in high school yeah i went through a phase where i kind of like was practicing wicca and i was very uh deep into that and um had a couple of uh, my friends one of my high school friends moms uh, kind of helped lead me into that stuff, and we we uh, operated together, and that all stemmed really from uh, my just interest in all things magic and fantastical, and I I really related to the uh, kind of mythos, 
Um, I don't practice that anymore. I call myself agnostic now, but um, I I just really uh, loved Willow as a character. I, of course, having a <laughs> queer relationship also just further was uh-huh. like, I already loved her by the time season, what is it, four? Is uh-huh. that when it starts, rolls yep. around? And I, but they, even then I was like, this character, how how can she just keep getting better? And then she goes through that whole addiction storyline in season six, which it bummed me out a little bit at the time. But thinking back on it, like, I think it's just this real show of, like, Yeah, we'll talk a whole lot about that. That is one of the things that people, like, go crazy about with this show. A lot, So many oh, yeah. people really don't like it for a lot of good reasons. Right. And I also really like, I mean, Dark Willow. Those are some of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's there. I, I mean, b- b- despite regardless of anything else, there it's just really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just well, okay, strong woman, uh, badass witch. I'm. That's it. That's all I need. <laughs> I'm done. You've got me. You don't have to sell me anything else. Yes. And uh, what about you? What are uh, who's your favorite character? I have been trying to figure this out, and I've settled on... Xander. Yep, Xander is my favorite (laughs) character. No! Fuck you, Xander. Is it Riley? It's Riley, right? No. Oh, okay. No. (laughs) Wait, I have an idea of... Riley. I have an idea of who I think you're going to say, and I'm curious if that's who you say. Oh, there are two I was thinking of. Uh, I'm going to say Tara. Okay. Who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Dawn. Oh, I am a staunch Dawn defender, mm-hmm. uh, which it sounds like the name for like the knights who protect a king or something like yep. that. Kyle was a, a member of the Dawn Patrol. Yes. I am a staunch Dawn defender. I do <laughs> really like Dawn. She's definitely not my favorite character. Okay. So the Very two fair. I was kind of between were Tara and Buffy, because mm-hmm. I think Buffy has the most consistent and like really i don't know this this really existential character development throughout the whole show but uh i just i was thinking more about who i relate to a little bit more and i picked tara because tara is sort of like what you think willow is at the beginning at the beginning you sort of see willow as this meek this meek character and she's not standing up for herself a whole bunch and she's not very assertive but really quickly you see that she has this like badass side to her mm-hmm. and that she's not afraid to stand up to herself and advocate for herself and those sorts of things. And Tara is a little bit more like Willow that you thought she was going to be. She's a little bit more meek. Uh, she doesn't, uh, she, she has some trouble advocating for herself. She's uh, not super, she doesn't have like a super strong strength of will for a little while. She sort of, develops those sort sorts of things and all the way up until season six when she has to break things off with willow because of the whole memory thing right and, and she really starts out with that kind of strong pronounced stutter yeah exactly too, like showing her kind of lack of confidence yeah so that that's that journey for tara i think i really relate to and i really enjoyed so i'm gonna say tara i think tara is my favorite I think character is a great character i also really like anya she was oh high God. up there i love anya yes. yeah she's in she's in my top top five for sure yes love anya and uh, so finally, uh, we want to talk about some things we're really looking forward to. First of all, Zach, I want to know your favorite season and favorite episode. Oh, man. Okay, so 
these are actually two different things. So my favorite season, I think, is season three. Mm-hmm. I think that is like kind of, I mean, not the pinnacle of the show, but I just like, I think that's like the prime of it. Like when it really stepped into itself and like it was referential to things that had happened before we have, uh, you know, they built up this knowledge base. They've really fleshed out the characters uh, and you see this like really kind of tense, crazy thing with uh, Angel and mm-hmm. with Faith, and there's just so much that happens in that season. I mean, the whole thing with the mayor, yeah, there's is a really lot. Great. Um, and as far as favorite episode, I mean, I guess maybe this is like stereotypical <laughs> of me, but I once more the feeling. I that is my favorite episode of the whole show because first of all, I love musicals. Uh, and I really love that they had the actual actors sing. Uh, it is so fucking good. And like, was it their musical episodes weren't really a thing when that happened too. I mean, their musical episodes have, I think have happened before and since, but I like a musical episode that was that good. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, and it's, it's just, it's so smart. It's so, it just references the broader series um, and I think it, the Scrubs musical episode is also a really wonderful musical episode, mm-hmm. and I, they just have a lot of in, in common to me as the in, in sort of the way that they treat it. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know I I can't like any time every time I think about the series like if somebody was gonna ask me like what's something that stands out to you about Buffy I would always talk about <laughs> once and, more the feeling and regardless of it being a musical there is so much character shit that happens in that episode a lot it's the first time I didn't realize this on my first watch because I watched season six in sort of a disjunct way mm-hmm. but it's the first time you learned that Buffy was in uh, not in a hell dimension before they brought her back no, no. Or it's the first time she says it to her friend no baby no what that it's is the a, first time <laughs> that's she... the first time she tell, tells yes. it to her friends yes i was just doing a joke about when when you were saying it was the first time oh, we learned because she says it to spike yeah yeah, yeah at yeah. the end of a, an episode it is the first time she the says right it to before, her friends though which is a huge thing oh yeah so my my favorite season i kind of expect that this might change I have always said my favorite season was five because I actually really like the introduction of Dawn mm-hmm. and uh, her the examination of her relationship with Buffy and the whole thing with her being the key and not knowing about it and being created and the whole like memories thing that that stuff is really Man. cool to me and i also really love the gift the gift is a really oh, yeah. wonderful episode Such a good episode mm-hmm. and i i really think that that was a really brave choice to introduce Dawn the way she was introduced. Absolutely. Because it's just like, you're do you're like really trusting your audience or really asking the audience to trust you and stick with you because you just pop Dawn in there and don't uh-huh. explain it at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I can't wait oh, to, so good. I can't wait to talk to our friends who haven't seen this series when Don comes oh in. Oh my gosh, yes. That's that's something else because we've got a friend of ours, Kenna, who is going to periodically join us on mm-hmm. the show because she's watching it for the first time. Yes. And so she's going to give us like a first time watcher's perspective, which I I I love yes. sharing shows with people for the first time. It's Me something too. I get so excited about. And I'm like, oh my god, wait, I can't wait till we get to the I love to I be like, to what do it. you think's gonna happen? Oh my gosh, yes, I love that, <laughs> too. that whole like, 
Well, what do you think? Like right now, uh, I'm watching the Wheel of Time series, and I got Kyle to watch uh-huh. it. <laughs> and I read the books. Uh, Wheel of Time is this high fantasy series on Amazon. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, on Amazon Prime. But um, so like, it's really funny because I kind of know what happens roughly. Uh-huh. Uh And so I really like asking Kyle. So like, so who do you think the dragon is? And, <laughs> yes. Uh, Yes, that's very fun stuff like that i i love stuff like that as far as favorite episode i this is really hard i really love once more with feeling it is so great a sort of one that not a lot of people would pick um one that just one that pops out to me is the episode where willow comes back from uh in season seven and no Mm. one can see her i love that episode that is really good and uh I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's really up there, and it's mm-hmm. one I think a lot of people probably wouldn't put up there. Yeah, that's an interesting one to bring up for sure. I mean, and but but also a yeah. great episode. The gift is a really great uh, episode. One of the just a really great season finale too, uh, mm-hmm. and so are becoming parts one and two. Uh, I this is another sort of of course some of course you would pick this episode. I would probably land on the body. The body is amazing. <sighs> oh my god! Uh, some other ones I, I considered. Uh, Hush was really good. Yeah, of course. Uh, the nominated. I guess just one more I and considered. It, it won an Emmy for that. I'm not sure. Anyway, we'll we'll discuss it when we get to it. Yeah. So those are just some ones I really enjoyed, but I I think I land on the body. The body is really oh, really god, good. God, yes. And especially as a teenager. Seeing that episode, I think I probably even knew what the body was about before I watched it. And it was, I had never seen anything on TV like that before as a teenager. I Well, there's so much in that episode. I cannot start talking about it too much because I will talk about that for like an hour. It is so good. I Yeah, I, gosh. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of what I really went back and forth on as my favorite as well. Because it is so good. I weep every time i watch it i ball like a baby it's hard not I, to it is so powerful and so good and uh, so those are some episodes i'm looking forward to and my what i would mm-hmm. say is my favorite right now gosh uh, is that gonna be the first time i cry on the podcast probably <laughs> so the those are episodes i'm looking forward to just some other stuff i'm looking forward to i can't wait to see faith I can't wait to see Vampire Willow. Ugh. She comes back after the first episode she's in, right? Isn't there another episode she's in? Yes. Well, yeah, because Yeah, that's what I, I think I think there is. Cuz yeah, because I'm excited for that too. Yeah, because there's the first episode where Anya creates it and then Dark Willow gets or uh, Vampire Willow gets pulled out by Willow. Yeah, and Anya yeah, yeah, I remember Anya's that. Anya's trying to get her necklace back. Yeah, okay. And then uh, I'm excited for Tara to be introduced, obviously, oh, yeah. and for Hush, Oz. and for that whole stuff. I'm excited to talk about Oz. And Oz, yes. I have less of a relationship with Oz because I haven't seen the first three seasons as much, so I'm excited to get to have more of a relationship with I'm, him. Of course Tara is the best for Willow. I mean, that's uh, not a obviously. contest. But well, liter- well, Willow self-identifies as gay, so... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> again, one of the nine million times I will be interrupted. Sorry. Uh, so, of course, Willow or Tara is, and Willow are the one true pairing. 
But I mean, <laughs> My Oz OTP. is such an excellent character. Uh-huh. He's so funny, so just and like his deadpan. relationship with, with Willow is so cool. Yeah, they have a really good relationship. The like the kind of eventual meltdown of that is a little bit kind of like yeah crunchy but i just oz as a character he has some of my favorite lines like i i just have to share this there's a scene when they're getting ready to fight the mayor mm-hmm. and willow's trying to find a spell that will help and she's like i can't find anything unless you've got something that will uh make a fern invisible or let you talk to lizards or something like that <laughs> and then he just says our lives aren't like other people's <laughs> Such a good one. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about Oz. And Anya, of course. Yes, I, Anya. Oh. I can't wait for Anya to be introduced. So, so, I love Anya so much. Uh, I can't wait for... Ugh, I can't wait to talk about Buffy's young adult struggles in season six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a really big one. I mean, I feel like <laughs> that's going to really hit home now. Oh, yes. <laughs> with our whole life transition into uh-huh, uh, exactly. other careers and having to go back to, like, part-time or, you know more basic jobs while we get trained up to do something different. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> I, Oh, I'm excited about Angelus. I'm excited about Drusilla. Drusilla. Oh yes. My God. I love Drusilla. She's so iconic. Such a good character too. I mean, I, I'm going to have to come up with better adjectives than good. <laughs> right. It's good. No, she's just such a complicated character. And so such an excellent Excellent. Villain. I'm looking forward to roasting season four. Oh, the college season? Yep, everything except for <sighs> Tara and Willow. <laughs> there are a lot of things actually. The episode about that's four. just about a sex demon making Buffy and Riley have sex a, a the, lot. There is a lot that is rough about that season, but it also is a very special place in my heart. Like the Buffy, the beer episode. I love that one. <laughs> yes. Beer good. Beer <laughs> foamy. I still say that like. I'd say about once a month when I'm pouring myself a beer, I'm just like, beer good, beer foamy. Mm, yes, uh, and uh, I'm just in general excited to experience the series weekly and chronologically for the first time, really. Hope you already experienced the geopolitical ramifications of being mean to me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop quoting the beer good episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, and the, the um, sleep Another great episode. Uh-huh. I'm excited to get to and talk about that. Yeah. I wear the cheese. The cheese does not wear me. <laughs> so that's uh, that's our Meet the Hosts episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We hope you listen to this and you're intrigued and want to hear more of our conversations intrigued. because we certainly have been enjoying recording these past few episodes and I'm really excited to do this every week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think even if, <laughs> even if we just get a few listeners, I am... I have enjoyed this process of talking about it and creating this and like working on, I've, I've uh, made most of the kind of like, I made our intro music and our, uh, our little in memoriam music. And I'm, I'm excited to like create new stuff like that too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not like, <laughs> they're not, they're not like uh, John Williams esque creations <laughs> or anything. <laughs> I don't, I, I think I don't, they're pretty dang good. But I, it's just so much fun to make them. And I, I am feeling for the first time in a very long time like i don't know like this creative thing in me has been opened up and i i'm more in tune with it and able to express it more because i'm not going home and hating my job every moment of every day (laughs) yes it's really it's really nice i've enjoyed it and i expect that i will continue to enjoy it 
So uh, our first two episodes will be dropped with this one. So mm-hmm. if you've listened to this one, go. you can go straight on. And during the week, you can listen to our first two pretty long episodes. Uh, we talk a lot. We love discussing Buffy with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, join us every week for each of our new episodes. I'm really excited to share this with all of you. And if you have any any thoughts that you haven't even an inkling of thinking you might want to share with us, please share them with us. Zach, how can they find us? Uh, so you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on uh, TikTok at Buffy Gaze Pod. Yes, and that's just uh, you know just like it sounds, no weird spelling. And um, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you podcast. I mean, I guess if you are listening to this, you already figured that out. Anchor.fm slash Buffy Gaze. Yep. We have a, uh, uh, in Instagram, we have a, our link tree set up, so you can kind of go through there and uh, find us in our different spaces as well if you want to go check that out. And uh, and we also have an email if you want to just email us yes. at justbuffygaze at gmail.com. Right. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't... Uh, account for the fact that uh, there would be a lot of things out there that already used buffy games yeah uh, right when we made the email so not that many just a few yeah uh, so we just went ahead and it's again buffygaze at gmail.com if you want to send us any kind of like suggestions or thoughts or anything like that yeah and so whatever whatever kind of thought you have please share it with us we'd love to interact with and you. it would be really great if you're enjoying the content to go leave us uh, a nice review on apple podcasts uh, or, or Spotify, Spotify once it'll let you. Yeah, I it would be it would be really cool and very helpful for us. And uh, yeah, I we we are totally new to this as well, so any kind of feedback is greatly appreciated. Absolutely. I would also like for people at home to try to keep track of how many times Kyle interrupts me. Yes, uh, make a <laughs> make a table, a bar graph, or something. Yeah, <laughs> for each episode. All right, so thank you so much for listening. Yes, I've been Kyle. And I've been Zach. And we've been your Buffy Buffy Gaze. Gaze. Happy slaying. Mm.